right yesterday. It was very dull. Was it? it was. Uh, right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> ah, no, she didn't do that. Should I? Okay, so it's it's the. Oh. Okay, so it's Sunday. The, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's Sunday the first of March. This is the Grouchy Club podcast. Uh, I'm I'm the uh, enigmatic and odious John Fleming, and this is the uh, Diane of comedy writers. That's me. Yeah. Yes, and we are. What's the name? Oh, Kate Copstep. Ah, or Copstep. If you call me Kate, I have to kill you. And that's very, very time-consuming and illegal. Uh, we brought, despite popular request, uh, the Grouchy Podcast into the great, big, wild outdoors. And uh, after spending three and a half hours wandering around King's Cross and environs with John going, table's the wrong height, too much, look, there are people. Uh, we've See, look, there are people. Uh, we have settled on uh, outside the British Library, freezing my tits and John's balls off. Well, I have got ginger nuts. You have. Now, don't say that I'm not A, topical, and B, charming, because, well, this is, I tried to get you a leak. For age, St David's Day, age, that's yeah, an, yeah, no yeah. problem. <laughs> uh, so it's a it's a very small. Oh, I, leak. I can't, you can't see this, listeners, but it's it is, it is a leak. And it's a very small leak. Otherwise known if you're Scottish or Irish, Cybus. Cybus. We call it Cybus. As in Doctor Who, Cybus man. No, no, no. S Y B O E S. Cybus. Cybus. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you can take that home. I, I, can, I can intend it and give, um, give it to a nun who might have to eat it. Uh, because it's St David's Day, apparently, apparently according to Facebook, <coughs> which and, is never wrong. Oh, you're quite right, yes. And, and, and any jolly comedic tales about St David's Day and things no, that happen there? No, absolutely none. Or we'll better talk about something else. No. What should we talk about? Why, well, why, why are you a doyen? But no, also on Facebook today, ah. one of my favourite comics, Andrew Lawrence, uh, has put another, one of his wonderful, intelligent, to-the-point and harsh but true uh, posts on Facebook. This one's about charities. So he's being offensive again, is he? No, o- well, only about uh, fat cat charity people who, and, and I think it's, I think he's hinting at comic relief. My, 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 my very slim friend of 40 years has worked for Oxfam for ages and she, she, oh! she can't travel anywhere by taxi. She has to go by the cheapest possible route. Really? Yes. Bus, usually. She can't, is she just, a, is she just, is she a volunteer? Is she something very small? She's staff, she's a PR person. Good grief. No, no, no she's got no, 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 no highfalutin stuff for her. Oh, I and, thought they were all highfalutin. No, no, anyway. Massively overpaid. No, not her, not her. Back, back to comedy. Back to comedy. She, subs- she, she subsists on uh, and wheat and rice. Such a lie. I know, I know. You see, that's the kind of thing that makes people call you odious. Odious? Who, who was it called me odious again? Well, it was Peter Buckley Hill, and normally I would <laughs> argue with nothing that Peter Buckley Hill ever says. Who's the founder of the Free Fringe at Edinburgh? And he's not going to come up this year. Huge, huge tragedy. End of an Peter Buckley epoch. Hill, Peter Buckley Hill wasn't, said he wasn't going to come up last year to help yeah, people know, but, out, and he came up. Yeah, he came up to help people out, and he did, I think, uh, a couple of Peter Buckley Hill and some comedians, which was the original Free Fringe show. He only came up to call me odious to you in the cowgate. Uh, no, he didn't. Did I run, run through this incident? He's an amazing, wonderful man. And he, he, he created, uh, although some would gain say this, he, he started the Free Fringe as we know it. He, he pioneered it. He nurtured it. Uh, it. It grew out of his passion 
for <laughs> comedy and comedy done uh, accessibly. No one would gainsay that, would they? I mean, he actually did. He created the, the free fringe on his own. Well, no, someone said uh, that... Well, no, you, you, the odious John Fleming. I'm beginning to... Peter, I agree with you. You, the odious John Fleming, gainsayed it. Didn't, you said that Malcolm was, in fact... Malcolm Hardy was, in fact, the first person to do a free show. I can't remember why, but I did, I think, didn't I? Yeah. Why? I, I, I never, because you're odious, John. I, I never read my blogs. I, I, I subcontract them. Sometimes they're very good. When they're about me, they're very, very good. They're increasingly prestigious. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, you said that Malcolm was the first one to do a free show. Probably by accident, if it was Malcolm. Probably. Almost undoubtedly. You, you'll have to read my increasingly prestigious blog, because I can't remember why. It'll be one of the back numbers. Or the, you'll have to go into the archives. Yes. Don't read the archives where I talk about rape, or it'll all kick off again. Just read the archives where John talks about Malcolm Hardy actually being the first person to do a free show. Anyway, moving on. Then the whole thing as a kind of a, as an ethos, as a movement, was, um, was taken by, by Peter, uh, who started with his own show, put uh, his money, or indeed no money, where his mouth was, and has dragged the free fringe through many, many years of trials, tribulations, lack of help, sneering um, and and being ignored by big management, big comics, big everything until now comics are starting because it's in their interest I can't, couldn't help but notice that uh, the, the marvellous uh, our, our fellow blogger no, podcaster Jenny Godley uh, has announced with some trumpets and hot boys that she's now doing her show on the free fringe. No, that, what about fucking time, Janie? That, woman I, of the people. I have to say that was a misprint. It was actually the free festival. Oh, the free festival. Oh, that's right. Yes, sorry. But anyway, she's going free this year. <coughs> After many, many, many years all over the place, I saw her last time I saw her, I think she was in the underbelly. And, uh, you know, I, I think the people who have a genuine, genuine feeling for, a genuine passion for all that the free fringe and to a lesser extent, in my humble but doyen's opinion, uh, the Free Festival. And, and, and the Freestival. And even less, the Freestival. And, and Bob, Bob uh, Slayer. Bob Slayer, different. <coughs> different thing. Because there are actually four free uh, uh, festival type things going on, aren't there? There are. But Peter was the first, but it's, it's the most genuine, he is the one with the passion, and everyone else came on his coattails. None of it would have happened if it wasn't for Peter Buckley Hill. None of it. I agree absolutely. Fact. I agree absolutely. And then and Peter's a wonderful man. But in fact, wasn't there something about the first one wasn't intended to be free? It's because no one would come. Whatever. Why ever? <coughs> the, it, it was his light bulb moment. It was, absolutely. It was his light bulb moment. And he has... I'm going to stand by to stretch a metaphor. Sorry. Uh, that's my phone. Pe- see, some people do phone me. They like me. Un- Who was it? Unprofessional people. But um, uh, oh, that was my dad. Uh, his light bulb moment. He, metaphor stretching coming up. Self-generated enough electricity <coughs> over the years to keep that. Like, there's children here. <laughs> I hate children. Um, Why do you hate children? Uh, well, hello. <laughs> Noisy, irritating, messy. Well, comedians are like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly renowned for my love of many comics, am I? <laughs> oh, with a bit of hope, that would be the police coming to remove these ruffians, some tiny ruffians from 
Or an ambulance when you get hold of them. And you got the thing is, oh, there was a. I was in a supermarket yesterday. No. Yeah. You I know. shop in supermarkets. I know. No. Well, it was Morrison's, and I, I love Ant and Dec. Anyway, I was in Morrison's, and there was huge queues at the at the checkout because Morrison's have longer, slower moving queues than anything I think in the world other than the NHS. Have they got elderly, elderly um, customers? No, they just have no, they just have muppets on the oh. till. Anyway, uh, so we were all there while these two children, small wiggly, you know, of the don't walk very well so they're strapped into a pram variety screamed and shrieked and howled all the time everybody was going crazy and then until the mother had to buy it, buy them some kind of sweetie give it to them and then they shut up. Now my mother would have taken the back of her hand across my, well, arse, certainly You're a woman born? Uh, yeah, I was of woman born. I thought you sort of emerged fully fledged from the Scotsman. Well, it's uh, or hewn out of the granite rock of how, the Paisley countryside. How, how is Hewan? Is he, is he Hewan, lovely boy, oh, yeah. lovely boy. <coughs> and that's why I'm not a comedian. It's, he's got his own ginger nuts caught in the back of his throat. That's why he's coughing so much. As opposed to anyone else's. Indeed. Oh, uh, now, where were we? Yes, Peter Buckley Hill. Peter Buckley Hill. A man who should be given at least an MBE or an Oak. Would it be very bad, just even for the people who are listening to the podcast and not watching it, if I damaged a couple of small children? It would be good publicity. As we all know, old publicity is good publicity. There's a specky boy and a girl with a long kind of... We call it pleats. We call it plaits. We're, 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 both, we're both specky people. <coughs> but we're quiet, intelligent specky people, John. Well, we're quite intelligent, I can talk for myself witty, on, on the quiet. And in the case of one of us, odious, specky people. <laughs> so tell me again, why am I, why am I odious? Yes, well, I, I bumped into Peter Buckley Hill uh, on the Cannon Gate. Was it the Cannon Gate? You told me the Cow Gate, but it might have been the Cannon Gate. Cannon, Cow, words beginning with C, funny, John. It's, you know, it's what we're about. Trust and it. he said what, did, what had you said? I think I'd been, I'd been asked to write an in forward to the Feastable programme ah, of the piece. And me, me ever, ever yes, amiable. that's what it was but, but, I, but, I, said, I, but I said to them is it okay if I, I don't plug the Feastable I just sort of talk generally about free festivals including Peter Buckley Hill and the Free Fringe which they said no problem they said well of course they wouldn't have any problem, they wouldn't be there as I've mentioned without Peter Buckley Hill <laughs> they are the Johnny Come Latelys uh, have you actually damaged a child? Is that, is that what that is? It's an ambulance. Oh, in my dreams. Oh. Uh, anyway, I gave them the death stare. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe get, he's just yeah, curling yeah, up. Yeah. But, yeah, so... You also gave the death stare to the festival who were thriving, I think. I know. Uh, but although I got my the usual uh, pitchforkers on Facebook um, having a goal because I had decided... Uh, on the basis of, I don't know, prejudice, ignorance and various other things. Uh, I'd go, simply, I'd go with that. simply not to go... Uh, apparently I've been turning round to uh, performers saying I'm not going to come to your show because you're with the Feast of All. Uh, I'm not saying that that wasn't my intention because, you know, uh, just because you're supping with the devil doesn't mean I have to come and dine too. 
however, the Freestable did turn up at uh, the Grouchy Club. They did. Bearing pizzas, quite a lot of pizzas, from... What, who was their sponsor? I can't remember, so it's not a very good sponsor, because I can't no, remember. No, 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 it was... Oh, I can't remember. It was anyway. a good name, and they were nice, nice people. Nice they, people. Were, they were... Well, they sponsors. <laughs> yes, yes, the, uh, the sponsors were very nice people. So they came along, and uh, the, the pizzas were nice. It was, it was a fun, grouchy club. Yeah. Uh, and I like jewels. I'm a kind of a bit of a fan well, of well, jewels. Girls do like diamonds, don't they? So you know, oh, oh, jewels. Oh. Ah. As in festival person. Ah. Uh, Happy with a J. Jewels. But Julian, uh, he's a builder, you know. Is he? Apparently, he runs a building contractors or something. Really? I think he probably built the, the British British Library or something. I Good don't know. God, I wonder how he is it plastering. Well, My bathroom's falling to pieces. That's, that's why when they hadn't fully finished all their venues, uh, <gasps> because because someone ran off with the money, not, not one of theirs, one of the uh, naughty Edinburghians, uh, he, poor old Jules was called in to sort of re- redo things all over the place. Oh. Apparently. Anyway. I mean, passes on. Anyway, I, I, I think one has to draw one's lines where one feels they need to be drawn, and I drew my line. And you being an extreme person. I don't think I'm an extreme person. Do you think I'm an extreme person? Well, that's the real reason you're here. To be extreme. Extremely it, it, cold. <laughs> Are you going to the festival venues this year? I don't know. I don't know. They, ha- they have survived. They, did good, they had good shows. Oh, they had some year. tremendously. They did yeah. have some tremendously good shows. I, uh, but, but, you're, in but you, particular, are in, you are entitled to say most of them stolen from PBH, of course. Yes, most of them were stolen from yeah. PBH, of course. Thank you, John. Um... They had, uh, I tell you who's going up again, who I think was with the Freest of All, was The Man. Who's The Man? The Man. We went and saw him at the Comedy Cafe, where... Oh, next The Man. Yes. The Man, the one covered in latex paint, wearing a bowler hat. I thought he was tremendous. I didn't see him in Edinburgh because he was one of the Freest of All venue. Yeah. But, uh, you, but you, you I like did a, see him at the Comedy Cafe. I thought like, he was tremendous. He's like any man covered in latex, that's what it is. To be fair, it is a plus point. Yeah. It is a plus point, yes. But... Yellow is not a massive turn on. Well, as they say in Psycho 2, yellow is a colour of madness. Do they? I do, because I was painting my house yellow at the time. Oh, dear. And, and uh, um, Anthony Hopkins said, you know, some people say yellow is the colour of madness. Crikey. I know. Just I like thought. that. Yeah, said. And anyway. Yellow is the colour of madness. But <laughs> I tell you what else the, the man had um, was massive quantities of uh, sweat. Uh, just and it was, we were quite a small, or we were an intimate audience. You must love Lee Evans then. Oh, I can't stand. Well, that's <laughs> I really I don't find him funny. Oh, poor Lee Evans. He's I really funny. don't. I mean, I appreciate he's a national treasure, and everybody else in the world does, but I don't find stupid funny, and I hate all the falling around and the and the ridiculous. Hurtling around on stage, I just can't stand it. I just have to look away. Even when I used, when he used to be not so outrageously famous and hugely internationally successful, um, and he was on, say, at the Comedy Store or whatever, I used to go out when he was on because I I just all that manic hurtling around and the slapstick and the craziness uh, I can't cope with. I mean, I I I'm a, a very unfan of Buster Keaton, Abbott, you know, all of those. Uh, I hate, I do, I, I really, really dislike any kind of slapstick comedy. I find it irritating in the extreme because it's stupid. But surely the basis of comedy is stupidity. 
No, the basis of comedy is aggression, I think you'll find, Tom. Oh, the basis of your reviews is aggression. No, 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 no. The, the basis of my reviews is truth about and passion for. That's I, not aggression. I only have this feeling your autobiography is going to be called My Struggle. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, 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 I don't think... I mean, I... I am. Um, oh yeah, what's the base? There is no basis of comedy because there is no one thing called comedy, is there? There's all sorts of. But they do say that it's, it's, it's um, yes, disguised aggression, and I, I think I don't believe, particularly, uh, that there's a great deal of comedy that doesn't have something as its butt, with a double T. Yeah, well, I, I never understood the Laurel and Hardy things, even as a kid, where kicking someone in the bottom was apparently very funny in 1920 or something. Yeah, I mean uh, the whole banana skin thing. I'm just look oh. where you're going, for God's sake! Oh, but but that that, that can work. It's the timing, isn't it? It's because you're not laughing particularly at the slaps, you're laughing at the timing because it's unexpected. Have you seen? I think it's is it bananas or something with Woody Allen, where there's the ultimate. It's, it's it's the one where he's in the future, and it's the ultimate banana skin joke. Have you seen that? I've a, seen a, a gigantic banana skin. He slips on. And you're waiting for it to happen, and eventually it does happen. Oh, there's another one where Woody Allen's walking along the road and walking along a pavement, a sidewalk, and he, and he walks behind the car, so the, the car's obscuring him uh, from the camera, uh, the bottom half. He then disappears into the, what appears to be into the car. The camera then crabs round and you see he's gone down a manhole cover. And the timing is wonderful. It's not actually in itself that funny, but... It's hilarious. I, I just... <laughs> it just doesn't make me... I... I and I... It, it's a... It's, I wouldn't say uh, it goes as far as to say it's a worry, um, but it irritates me. It used to irritate me more. Um, many other things about me irritate me more now, but I, uh, it used to irritate me that I didn't understand what's funny about slapstick. You know, I, I, even if I don't, even if it, it doesn't make me laugh out loud, I need, I have a need to understand, to get it, if you know what I mean. But but the nation's funniest joke is it's in uh, Only Fools and Horses, isn't it? Where he falls, Where he falls through the, yes. Well, better say, we'll finish the sentence, falls through the bar. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's beautifully done. But you see, I hated Only Fools and Horses. I didn't like it either. But I, I really hated Only Fools and Horses. I, and, um, why, why did you hate Only Fools and Horses? Because the people were stupid. I, I, I didn't like. I didn't. You know, I thought, Rodney was stupid. I thought there were cartoon characters who didn't quite work. Yeah, but, uh. and, and he was irritating. You could always kind of see things coming, but all of those kind of comedies, I. Oh. Well, what are those type of comedies? What other ones? Uh, uh, um, uh, Only Fools and Horses. Uh, any of the other slapsticky ones? I didn't even massively like One Foot in the Grave. I don't, didn't you? No. Uh, well, One Foot in the Grave, I thought was great because it's. I have this obsession about the fact that all the best lasting sitcoms are actually tragedies, mm. and One Foot in the Grave. Uh, almost no one's sympathetic in that series. Yes. Even she's not very sympathetic. He's phenomenally unsympathetic. Uh, and it's a tragedy because they're, they're both stuck there, like Step 2 and Son are both stuck in a situation they can't get out of. Yes. And there was a wonderful episode once where they were both in bed in one foot in the grave. And the whole thing was done in darkness. He obviously did it as a writing exercise. All, all in darkness for half an hour. They, they, 
there's only one point where he gets out of the bed and looks out the window at one point. But other than that, they're just sitting in the bed. And the, the climax of the thing is it's, it's, it's revealed that at one point they had a child who died. Oh, my and, God. And that's the plot. And it's very, very, very funny. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean I, I, maybe you didn't like One Foot in the Grave because it was slapstick at certain points. Yes. It would build up to a wonderful, uh, yep. unexpected... And at that, the minute you could kind of see, or I could kind of see that yeah. coming in the distance... Yeah. I just got more and more irritated. I've got to say, just do it, do the silly bit, and then move on and do something clever. I used to... Uh, the, the sitcoms that I loved, there was a... I thought it was utterly brilliant. There was a sitcom called... Um, it was by Peter Tinniswood, oh. who I think is a phenomenal... It'd be about Yorkshire cricketers right. or something. No, it was no. called It Takes a Worried Man. Oh, no, I've never heard of it. Oh, I, it, I just thought it was wonderful. Uh, about a, a, a divorced guy, and it was... It was tiny, if you know what I mean. It yeah, was yeah. it was a little microcosm of his neurotic life. I I loved. So you I loved you that. like terribly in, in a quotation marks terribly sort of quaint little English uh, um, or quaint little Ameri- you know I I it, the you know the Woody Allen humor. There's not many sit- comedy drama I like better than sitcom because I don't like to watch a program. That's stupider than I am, which cuts out quite a lot. Well, that sounds very. So, um, what we're talking about is Alan Bennett, aren't we? So, oh, I love Alan yeah. Bennett. And therefore, you presumably like Victoria Wood, which is uh, a female Alan Bennett. I do like. I liked a lot of Victoria Wood, um, and then she kind of went through a phase where she just did a Victoria Wood, um, and it was all, you know, if you say. Um, Hobnob instead of digestive, it's funnier because you're using the reference and all that, and it seemed quite formulaic. But then um, uh, she got better. What was the thing she did at Christmas? That was just I wonderful. Never, never saw it. Oh my goodness! My I sat watching it with my dad. She has started to put a bit of the greatest of... living human being in the world, uh, but it was just a beautiful, bittersweet comedy thing that I'm just going to try and keep talking until I remember the name but I can't. It has, it has in the last few years started to add in a bit of pathos I think, yes. which is always good. Huge believer in pathos. And, well like I say I mean tragedy I mean, Hancock is a tragic situation. Oh brilliant yes. Uh, um, uh, Steptoe and Son tragic situation and, and all, all, all yes. the ones you can think of apart from the, the ensemble things like Dad's Army which is one, one producer doing one set of things they're all very sad people. But I I, I did like a lot of Dad's Army because Oh, no, no, I, I felt I, I, so I, I, sorry yeah. for Captain Mannering. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that time. It's just it's a different genre. There's, no, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely there's, wonderful there's, ensemble. Yeah, there's a um, what's it? Uh, Jimmy, not Jimmy Perry. What's his name? The producer. David Croft. He, David Croft did all those things, yes. I mean, and, and also, supposedly, the, the reason that Dad's Army work is because they, they've done the class thing the wrong way around, haven't they? The, yes. The sergeant is actually the upper-class yes. man and the, the, uh, the, 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 the captain is the lower-class man. Uh, I, I just... He's just so desperately holding on to yeah. the poshness. Yeah. I mean, Arthur Lowe was brilliant. Brilliant. Apparently a nightmare to work with. But really? Brilliant. I mean, do you remember Coronation Street? Because he was originally uh, yes. Mr Swindley. Mr Swindley. In, in the corner shop. In, and he was basically he was, he was Captain Mannering and they say the same thing. But he was so good. He was... I always find that hugely disappointing. When, when you see someone as a, a, an actor, I mean, as a captain, you go, Brilliant, brilliant. And then you realise that that's all they can do. 
Although uh, he, he did do, he was a wonderful butler in the ruling class. Did you see that in the movie? I, I, I hate it. Oh. 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 I thought it was brilliant. Uh, yeah. Just because um, I found Peter O'Toole so oh, well. mannered. <laughs> That's like saying you find grass green. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. I never, ever, ever liked Peter O'Toole in anything because ah, but, of the well, we, mannerisms. We, well, we can't do this without plot spoilers. We can't really talk about this. But Peter O'Toole was great in that part because he he suddenly changed into another character and the film changed into another. They've another redone genre. the ruling class. Who've they done it with? They've, they've done it with. They've done it on stage with, yes, with somebody terribly interesting. Somebody, in, yes. Yeah, the, the man who was in Africa in some sitcom. Anyway, with him. Michael Palin. No, 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 no. David Attenborough? No, 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 no. I think, I, I can't remember. I never saw this year. I think he was a doctor or something in Africa. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll go... Oh, my God, not Stephen Tompkinson. I believe so. Was oh, it? dear God in heaven, that would be dreadful. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, readers, you should... Uh, now, there's a man with only one performance. Well, listeners, you should you should actually check this, because I, I can't remember who it was. Oh, surely not. Oh, almost, it's not Mangan, though he's doing uh, something else. Anyway... Well, let's pretend it was. It's a annoying cop stick. An annoying cop stick is always a very good thing. Oh, I mean, he literally has one performance of a slightly educationally subnormal. Oh dear, dreadful. Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with one performance if it's a good. I mean, Clint Eastwood is always vaguely Clint Eastwood. Yeah, but that's kind of a. That's true. But even don't you find even that gets a bit boring? Seeing everything through clenched teeth. Yeah, well, he is a good director. Though. I mean, John, John, oh, having said that, John Wayne. I what? talk to the trees, but they don't listen to me. Paint I, your wagon. Clint Eastwood was in Paint Your Wagon, I singing, know, singing. Yeah, wonderful. I, See, that restored my I, faith. Maybe got no ear. They were both terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I did like him in Play Misty for me. Yeah, I know he's a very good actor. But all the spaghetti but, western clenching a cheroot between his molars. Yeah. But having, having got off, 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 off uh, comedy totally, I mean, Tom Tom Cruise is a really good actor. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. I mean, the, the opening pre-credit scene of, of Mission Impossible 3 is an acting lesson. It's brilliant. I've no, I haven't seen oh, any oh, of the... You have to... Well, they're all good. Are they? Because he produced them. You're a bit uh, of an action movie buff at heart, I, am, I, I like a bit of violence. I like the British, uh, American summer hits. I like... Uh, Mission, Mission Impossible 3, one of my favourite films, a brilliant film. And it, it opens before the credits uh, that uh, Tom Cruise is sat in the seat. The baddie uh, is, uh, has got... Technical term there. Indeed. Has got his wife uh, with uh, tape over her mouth. And the baddie has his own wife or Tom Cruise's Tom, wife? Tom Cruise's wife. He's going to kill her uh, at a count of ten unless Tom Cruise tells him something. Mm-hmm. And he goes ten... And then Tom Cruise tries to persuade him not to kill nine. He tries another way, and he tries ten different ways with different emotions oh to stop, stop the baddie killing him, kill, killing the wife. And then ten, nine, three, two, one, zero, bang. And, and then, the wife is killed. And then, and then the opening credits. And you think, that is a cracker of an opening. And B, he's actually done an acting lesson because he's done ten completely separate emotional... Uh, uh, um, actions, I can't even think of the word. Crikey. In, in oh, probably 15 seconds or 20 seconds. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I mean, the man is obviously barking mad now. Yes. But in earlier times, yeah, yeah, yeah. I genuinely thought uh, twice he was totally stiffed by the Oscars. Once, Rain Man. You know, Dustin Hoffman puts on a funny voice and a limp and gets the Oscar. Tom Cruise was Brilliant in Rain Man. Oh, you Brilliant. Just, you just had to be ill in, in, uh, in a film. Oh, and I mean, look, Julianne Moore got it. She yeah, had to wait all the yeah, time and gets it yeah, for yeah. Alzheimer's. And the other one uh, was Magnolia. Mm. He was unbelievable in Magnolia. It was a great film, and he was. It was, it was, it was a, he was just. Yeah. Extra worship the cock. Yeah. Um, just like, just he, was, he liked it. He was brave. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, it was awesome. And who did they give the Oscar to? Michael Caine for the world's worst attempt at an Irish accent in the history of shit attempts at an Irish accent. Cider House Rules. Oh, I never saw it. It was beyond, even for Michael Caine. Well, Michael Caine's a good actor. Really? Bring your evidence to the table. He's underrated. Oh, you see, I missed my chance. I say Michael Michael Caine's a good actor. Michael Caine's a good actor. Not a lot of people know that. Oh! <laughs> See what I did there? As if he was in the chair. <laughs> as if he was in the chair. No, I once saw him give an acting lesson on BBC Two to, to students. Of, that can't of, have taken long. Of drama. Now, now, now. And it was absolutely brilliant because he, he said, put the camera over there. They put the camera over there. And he said, uh, I'll act with this eye. And then he said, I'll act with the other eye. And it had opposite emotions. And it was. Totally opposite emotions. Just a tiny bit, and you had to act to the camera. Brilliant. You had to be there. I'm sure you did. And and what what medication were you on at the time? Uh, tea. And, then, uh, and, and that's why I'm not a comedian. Acting now, with one eye and then the no, other no, it, eye. No, it depended on the angle of the camera in relation to the side of his face, so that he could actually put a different performance in just by using the eye and then the angle of the camera. No, I think that's like one of these minimalist uh, pieces of art where it's basically a blank canvas and everyone who stands in front of it sees something different. It was just exactly the same. It was the, 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 the power of his mind over... The power of his ego over everyone else's mind made people think that half his face was laughing and the other half of his face was crying. But the problem with Michael Caine is that for, for money he's done some really shit films, which is fine, that's OK. Uh, but, uh, and used, but usually he's the, the good thing in bad films, like Den- Denim Elliott, which is usually a, a sure sign of a oh, bad film. completely different yeah. kettle of... No, no, I mean, Denim Elliott... Almost a guarantee of a shit film. In fact, John Hurt probably a guarantee of a shit mm. film. But great actors. And mm. Michael Caine's the same. He happens to be in shit films. I always wanted to see the, the oh, swarm. It's just <coughs> dreadful. And always the bloody same. Oh, it was always bloody. All he had to do was yeah. blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> <laughs> a, a line nicked from a line nicked for, by. So nicked by Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which I was quite shocked at. Because this, the, the line recurs when they, they blew the, the doors of the train open. <gasps> My friend, now deceased sadly, the brilliant, wonderful, phenomenal George Firth, who wrote uh, with Stephen Sondheim, oh. Company, and Merrily We Roll Along, uh, he was the bloke inside. Was there a man inside? Not, not when the doors came off. You, you, George, he, I am so sorry. And he, he was... You're... you're, you're, you're Paradigm performance, and he didn't even notice you. And he was the guard in the train, was yes. he? Yes. Oh. Very important part. Sorry, George. Why, Very important part. And why was he in there? Something to do with the, the film and the he was he was, he was looking after the safe. I mean, was, was there a reason they gave him that part, though? Yes, he was an actor before, I mean, oh, as uh, well uh, as uh, uh, being a, a collaborator uh, with Stephen Sondheim on two of his finest musicals. As we've gone totally off the comedies that thing, yeah. tell, tell me about George. How, how, do you know, how do you know George? Well, I did. About 100 years ago, uh, I was lucky enough to be cast in uh, a production of Sometimes Merrily We Roll Along. And you were playing which part? I was playing Katie Lewis, uh, who was a uh, journalist. That's worrying about Lewis Schaefer, that accent. Well, that that was in the days before I met Lewis Schaefer. If I'd met Lewis Schaefer, Katie might have talked a bit more like this. Um... I'm just thinking, I'm looking forward to uh, the 1st of May, just on this, because that's the day you're supposed to wash your face in the dew, isn't it? 
And I'm... What? <laughs> well, it is. It's, you, what sort you of go, medication are you one on? of the ones, rabbits, 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 you say in the first of some month. And then there's another one you're supposed to go out uh, out just after dawn and wash your face in the dew. And I think I'm going to wash my face in Lewis Schaefer. So you're going to just lie on the ground he's going to piss on you or something? <laughs> Be still my beating heart. Oh, my God. Anyway, what was saying? Yes, George. Uh, yeah, so I was playing I'm looking forward Katie to May the 4th for obvious reasons. Carry on. Uh, why is May the 4th? May the 4th? Uh, Star Wars Day. What's Star Wars Day? May the Force be with you. <laughs> That's actually quite funny. Yes, no, 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 it is celebrated by all these people who are, who are Jedi religions. And they're... Leonard Nimoy's dead. I know, yes, of smoking. I know that Star Trek and not Star Wars. Well, then, interesting, he's dead of, of, apparently because he smoked too much and he stopped 30 years ago. So, yes. uh, a lesson to everyone, I think. Yeah, don't stop smoking. <laughs> you're de- you're, you're, it's only a matter of time. Just uh, carry on, at least you'll die. Fulfilled. I, I, I don't think he is dead. He's going to come back in five years because I saw him die in a film and in one of the Star Trek films. He came back in, in, in the next you, one, I think. Did you hear the terrible record that he made? The, did you hear he, he did? It's surely not worse than Shatner. Desiderata. <laughs> no, well, wasn't it was, that Shatner? I think it, no, I think it was Leonard oh, Nimoy. Could have been, could have been, yeah. Go quietly amidst the whatever it is. Absolutely <laughs> dreadful. No, Shatner's one was appalling as well. But we'll, ah, no, George. that oh. that. Is Brings we're back to comedy. We're back to comedy. Oh, thank God for that. In terms of, te- <laughs> in terms of television comedy drama, I think the entire genre peaked. Peaked. We're I don't Star think. Trek. I know that the genre of televisual comedy drama peaked and continues to peak, although that, it's not you? being made you've anymore. You've forgotten, haven't you? With Boston Legal. I never saw it. So. Oh <laughs> my God! It's. Brilliant. Was it intentionally funny? Hello. Will. Guys, I'm trying to get enough to excuse me to get some big issues. Do you have any coffee? Do you have any change can spare, please? No, I can give you a coffee. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a coffee. Good point. Um, yeah, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah There's yeah, sugar. Yeah. Do you want sugar? Yes, please. Thank there you go. It's just I'm trying to keep warm. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and there's a stir. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> have a leak. No worries. Enjoy. Have, have a leak, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, keep that. Thank you. That was my gift you were trying to give away there. No, William Shatner. Do I edit that out? Who knows? Carry on. William no. Shatner. No, that was life, For Boston Legal. That was life. We don't like life. It is horrible. It's so sticky. At least he wasn't a child. I'd rather have somebody, a homeless yes. lady than yeah. a child. Anyway. Uh, maybe we should have given her some money for the big issue. What? So she could buy one? Because you, I think you have to buy the big issue and then you sell them. I think I've lost track here. Anyway, anyway, anyway um, William Shatner. William Shatner. Um, James Spader. Oh, yeah, he's okay. Oh, I have to tell you, my devil's doorbell is ringing at the mere mention of his name. Why? James Spader. Oh, didn't you see Sex Lies in Videotape? No. Oh, John. Well, by, I have to say, men don't turn me on. We'll I mean, talk later. Uh, James Spader would turn anyone on. He's just. Pansexually fabulous. And only basil brush turns. He has pulled the ripcord a bit nowadays. What does that mean? Pulled the ripcord. Yeah. It's like when you puffed up. He's put on a lot of weight. He's pulled the ripcord. Uh, So James Spader, William Shatner, Candice Bergen. Turns you on? Yeah. Uh Did you not see Soldier Blue? Uh, <gasps> yes. No, no, can you spoken? I do find very interesting. Don't, Soldier Blue, don't. <laughs> Not unless you mean it. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, then, Boston but, Legal. But, I have the box set of everything, all the series. 
I may have to strap you into a chair after this. And, promises, promises. And uh, get you to watch it. Anybody, I, and anyone who's out there listening, watching, go get online, whatever. Or get in touch with me and I will lend you. All right, I'll rent you because uh, I'm very broke these days. But um, coming to take her away. Ha 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 ha. Ho ho hum hum. Um, I will rent you one of my uh, DVDs of Boston Legal. It's it's I'm, phenomenal. It's comedic perfection. I'm st- be, I've never seen it. Is it intentionally comedic? No, not not with with Shatter in. No, fiendishly intentionally comedic. Oh, it is. It's oh. brilliant. Oh. It's br- it's brutal, and it's brilliant. Much like your good self. <laughs> Thank you very much. That you being. Oh no, what's the other one? Uh, I'm not odious. You're. Uh, I'm an enigmatic biographer. Enigmatic. So. You're one of the least. Well, I think who said you were any? Oh, Bruce to sell. I think Bruce has fundamentally misunderstood uh, the difference between enigmatic and, and just doesn't talk a lot. Bruce, not enigmatic. Why? Why am I not enigmatic? I'm just simple. <laughs> You just you just don't talk a lot. Well, that's usually because other people do, like. Well, if, if I'm in with you, I've, I'm, there's there's no space to talk. But if I just ask questions, you talk. Ask me a question. What were you like at school? No one word answers. No, you're right, aren't you? I don't talk. No, how strange. Yes, I never realised that. I don't talk. You are. You live and learn. At a, mm. at a certain age, you discover yourself. I went to India to discover myself. I wasn't there. <laughs> and that's why I'm not a comedian. <laughs> Are you looking forward to Edinburgh this year? Uh, no, because I'm, I'm wondering about the rent myself. Oh, it's horrific. Uh, uh, I've seen flat... Oh, no, the other thing. OK, I'm t- going to tell you my train of thought there. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Excruciating costs. Excruciating costs. Mel Brown. Uh, of impressive PR. She's having a baby. Who's? She's having a mini Mel. Mel Brown is having a baby. What, with herself? No, with her it's a case boyfriend. Of self love. With her boyfriend. Oh. Your partner is called Jade. Uh, Jade? Well, he said, well, it's on Facebook, so it must be true. Some sort of bizarre lesbian tryst. With, Jade with, and with I are tubes. having a baby. Oh. So either it's a misprint. Um, but anyway, she's having a baby. A mini Mel. And she's apparently she's three months gone now, which means six months. Oh, I, 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 which means what is this? Mar- March, April, oh, May, bloody hell, see what June, you mean. Yes, July. Yes. Bloody hell, she's giving birth in August. This is a show, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, she, what she can't she nine, eight or nine months pregnant. She can't room around Edinburgh. Oh, well, this is Mel Brown we're talking about. We're, but we're it could hills, be hills and cobbles. She could sell the uh, sell tickets. Now there's a <laughs> PR stunt. There's a PR stunt. What, opening tonight? I can see I can see the Foster's <laughs> panel prize. Best newcomer? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Could have it all. <laughs> oh, marvellous. OK, just, just phone us at, uh, or email us at, uh, what's our email address? Uh, and I would just think we could have a cunning stunt board or a variation on those words. No, that's a brilliant cunning stunt Variation board. on the words. Uh, what you mean with the uh, no, the, no, the increasingly uh, prestigious Malcolm Hardy Awards? Yes, yes, it could be the increasingly prestigious Cunning Stunt Award. That exactly. it doesn't get much more 
I'm determined to get the filthy and not necessarily a cunning stuntman. Right, okay, off we go. Mm, I don't think it's going to be that stunning with a baby coming out Uh of it. Oh, well, little head. But when Malcolm's first child was born, it was blue. He thought it was dead. No one told him it was going to be blue. Anyway. Are children blue when they're born? Oh, my God. I thought they were disgusting when they got, you know... Apparently they got some sort of covering on them, uh, like like haggises, haggies. It's uh, gross. Just avoid it. What, 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 what There's email, too many of them. What, e- what email address? There was an email address somewhere. What? Oh, I was saying that, that um, uh, Mel, if you want to get in touch with us, just to fling some ideas around, you know, kind of work out a scenario for the show, the lead up to it, and the prize possibilities, uh, get in touch with us at the Grouchy Club. And uh, anything at grouchyclub.co.uk will get to us, because I've set it up that way, I'm, I'm brewing that way. Anything at Grouchy Club. Well, could, uh, Bill, Bill Bloggs, Fred Bloggs. So uh, bitch face uh, at Grouchy yes, Club. Yes, we'll, we'll get to us. Uh, wow. Uh, and technology, it's wonderful. We must be coming to an end, shall Another eight minutes and we're, we're off. Really? Uh, well, probably, yes. So uh, you've got a rousing, a rousing climax. So think, think of Candice Bergen. Think of... Oh. The strange thing about Candice Bergen being very attractive, which I think she is, is she's got rather a masculine face, got a sort of chunky, sort of Germanic face. You're channelling your inner gay, John. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm, 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 you're channelling Scott Capuro there. It's almost like having him next to me. Oh, no, no, he, he, he's thin. It's more a sort of Lewis Schaefer shape of face. It's just definitely Germanic. Yeah. Well, she's probably hewn from the same as her father's dummy, because her father was a ventriloquist, of course, wasn't he? Ed, oh, yeah, Edward. Ed, 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 Edgar, 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 I think. Edgar, yes, Edgar. Yes, yes. But, um, no, I, this is homework for everyone watching. Listening, uh, listening. Listening and or watching. Uh, but listening, definitely. Uh, and the, the reason she said that is because we do a 10-minute chunk uh, on YouTube of the roughly one-hour or 45-minute uh, audio podcast, and you're over to you? It looks like... We've got a block of tenements or something behind us. We're looking at, at, uh, at the... What are we looking at? We're looking at our screen now. We've been going for... Uh, we're going for 41 minutes, and she's only just noticed what's on the screen in front of her. Yes. Uh, what is it? It's a block of tenements. It's the opposite side of the Euston Road. It's, it's, I think it's a, a, a hotel. Dear. It's out Someone where Lenny See, somebody, Henry... Somebody paid somebody to design that. I think it's Lenny Henry's that one where he lies down on the purple bed. Is that one? Ah, in the station. Um, what were we talking about? Um, no idea. I wasn't listening. Uh, you were going to. Yes, so I've got to homework. homework. Homework, homework. Is watch Boston Legal. It's being repeated now on one of these, I don't know, one of the We Just Do Repeats channels. How many sirens have passed? I That's was just going to say that. What about the fifth? I am convinced that none of these are genuine emergencies. They're, it's just like police on their way home thinking. Look, there's a bit of traffic. I know what we can do about that. Or they've got the Chinese takeaway in the back seat and they don't want it to get cold before they get home. Or it's time to collect the bribes. Woo! Uh, uh, right, OK. Uh, that's, that's probably it, then. We've been going for 42 minutes and 20 seconds, it says here. Probably... Which is, for, a, for people of our age, John, that's... How kind of you to say it, That's Anna. incredible. With, with you, a mere, a mere 31-year-old and me, uh, an 86-year-old. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so this is March. We're and. Exciting as it is uh, to have uh, done this podcast here in the the grim and child-infested environs of uh, the British Library. Uh, Next week we are going where, John? The Comedy Cafe with Noel Faulkner's Comedy Cafe in in London. We Uh, love the Comedy Cafe. We are certain about this because as we started this podcast, recording this podcast, Noel Faulkner phoned us up and said, where are you? And I said, we're with you next week. 
so he, he That's how excited Noel is about the podcast. <laughs> so, you see? <laughs> but he, he is Irish, but we can't, we can't say anything against the Irish because we're both Scottish and therefore... We're all, all, all the same, aren't we? We're all I still, you're not very. I mean, we have this thing about me being a central belter and John being a Highlander. I'm a Tuesday, you're, you're a Sassanach. But, it, but you're, you don't even sound Scottish. Well, now that this, I was going to say Tony Blair, but we don't, we don't really want to remind, don't you remind dare. people. Don't <laughs> Oh my, oh, what a terrible way to write. We're just going to have to say, we're going to have to say things, right, each say three things that are nicer than Tony Blair just so that we don't end on a real downer right my three things that are nicer than Tony Blair are genital herpes Hitler and world famine well the first two are going to be mine so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be silent now because I am enigmatic and, uh, and, uh, odious. and odious and odious bringing up Tony Blair talking of odious <laughs>